The year was 386 when he heard the voice. Augustine, a trained orator and rhetorician, well-versed in the Latin tongue, had been exploring the Catholic religion. He had, of course, grown up in the faith, but as it would be, he rebelled against his mother's wishes and found himself in something of a cult. But now, after time sojourning in the town of Milan and listening to the great preacher Ambrose, he was beginning to question this thing called the Catholic religion. As he was walking outside one warm August day, he heard what he later described as a childlike voice calling, tole lege, pick up, read. He took this to be a divine command that he should go read the Bible, which is exactly what he did. He opened it to the first passage his eyes laid on. And what was it? Romans chapter 12 through 15. It was about the transforming power of the Holy Spirit through the gospel of Jesus Christ. In that moment, St. Augustine tells us, he came to believe and repent of his sins. He began the process of converting. Later, in his now famous confessions, he would write of his conversion, Late have I loved thee, O Lord, and behold, thou wast within and I without, and there I sought thee. Thou wast with me when I was not with thee. Thou didst call and cry and burst my deafness. Thou didst gleam and glow and dispel my blindness. Thou didst touch me, and I burned for thy peace. For thyself thou hast made us, and restless our hearts until in thee they find their ease. Late have I loved thee, thou beauty, ever old and ever new. It was only a few months later that Augustine would be baptized by his mentor, St. Ambrose, at the Easter vigil there at the church in Milan in the year 387. And over the next few decades, the writings and works and sermons of Augustine would come to be some of the greatest that a Western theologian has ever produced. To this day, he stands out as one of the greatest saints of the church Catholic. In this story of Augustine's conversion, we have here set before us an example of the power and the role of books in the Christian faith. Christianity has often been called the bookish religion, the bookish faith. And of course, as Augustine's story makes so clear, primary in our faith is the Bible, where God's own voice speaks to us through the various writings of so many various authors in various tongues that all speak one unified story that Christ has come, Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. It stands at the center of all that we do as Christians. But it's also the writings of the church fathers, the books, the sermons, the liturgies, the devotional works that guide and shape our faith that we don't spill over into heresy. And then, of course, there's the continuation of more writing, more books, more theology to be learned through these tomes that are ever produced in the academy. Christianity is a bookish faith. And so you can imagine my surprise when I was at a recent conference. Now, to give a short bio, my name is Miles Hickson, and I'm a priest of the Anglican Church of North America. And I was at a conference with other fellow Anglican priests and we were discussing ways to disseminate useful information, theological information, to our fellow clergy in the Anglican Church. I, 
assumed that I could suggest, why don't we write? Why don't we produce books? This would be a great way to get information to people. A priest, 10 years my senior, sitting across from me said, no, priests don't read. I was shocked and thought, well, maybe not in his context, but surely priests read. We have to keep reading after we get out of seminary, don't we? An older, well-seasoned priest sitting next to him and said, that's right, priests don't read anymore. And then at that moment, a third, again, older, well-seasoned scholar and priest walked up, hearing the tail end of our conversation, and he too lamented, yes, priests just aren't reading today. I was shocked. I was amazed. These were men involved in the candidacy process for clergy all across the province. What do they mean priests aren't reading? If you're not reading, you're not learning. If you're not learning, how then do you teach? If you can't teach, how can you preach? It's a dark, dark spiral to not read and learn. I couldn't shake this, this thought of fellow clergy and priests not reading. And so as I returned home, I kept ruminating on this, thinking something has to be done. And that's when the idea of this podcast came to me. This podcast might not be the answer to the epidemic of clergy and pastors and even laity not reading and reading well. But the idea came that what if we had a podcast that just highlighted theological books, theological reading, for the sake of hopefully encouraging others to read. And so that's what this podcast is going to be. Each episode, I'm going to highlight one theological book. It might be a very technical theological book, or it might be more of a lay-level theology book, but it will engage with the Christian faith on some level of theology. And my goal is that these podcasts will not be with ideas and application. Now, full disclaimer, I'm no expert. I'm not that well-trained. I don't have my PhD. I just like to read, and I think you should as well. And so the purpose, in my mind, is that we can't all read everything. Hopefully, my short episodes will help you, the listener, learn and engage with books that might otherwise never be read. But also, more importantly, my purpose and hope is to encourage you, clergy and laity, to read theological books. Never stop engaging the faith through reading. And so it goes without saying, I hope, But this podcast is not an excuse to forego reading. Instead, I hope and I even pray that I give just enough information and insight each episode into whatever book I'm highlighting that you will put the phone down, walk away from the computer, and you will be inspired to go pick it up and read.